All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome to episode 11 of the EdTech Distilled podcast. Uh, we're excited to see you. The beginning of the school year has been sort of hitting this for us. So it's been about, I don't know, has it been about a month since our last episode, I think? Um, so anyway, we're, we're excited to be back. Uh, with me, as always, David Lurch. Dave, say hi. Hello. <laughs> there's Dave. A lot of enthusiasm. Uh, there was. And there, yeah, there's... Um, we got all sorts of crazy stuff to talk about this week, but we're super, super excited to have with oh, us today. Yes. Mayju from Google is with us. We've got oh, an man. actual Googler on the list. So, Woo! May, thank you so much for taking your time tonight. Yes, thank you. Yeah, of course. I'm so happy to be here, Adam and David. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, we're we're pumped because uh, Dave and I are both uh, Google trainers. Mm -hmm. May, you are in charge of the trainer program with Google. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we're just excited to kind of chat with you about how that whole program is going and how it's been and where it's headed. And, uh, and we just, it's been such a big part of our development as tech coaches and, yep. and instructional tech uh, guys that uh, we just wanted to chat with you as much as we could. So, awesome. so excited. You took the time to, to, to meet with us. Uh, it's like so super excited. late. It's like two in the morning here <laughs> in the sunshine. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. What country do you live in, Adam? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw you this week. <laughs> I know. It feels like two in the morning, but these days get long. But anyway. Ha having May on here gives us some legitimacy, too. You know. Oh, now totally. We, now we've made it. Absolutely. So we're going to call it the May bump is what yeah. we got. That's all right. That's you guys right. are too nice. We will go from six to seven listeners. We're Maybe eight. There might be eight. Uh, there might be eight. Um, so we do have a few things to sort of chat about here at the beginning. And we always, at the beginning of each episode, kind of talk a little bit about some of the new things that are going out either in educational technology or just in technology in general or in just in life uh, with stuff that we think is new and interesting. So uh, Dave, you threw some on there. So go ahead and, and start off with what you got. Yeah. Uh, so Google chat, which is something that I, I, I had not used as much as probably I should. And uh, now that we have kind of moved past remote learning and gone to uh, in-person, at least for the time being, I've noticed that I end up using Google chat a lot more and hangouts a lot more. And so a uh, recent update, uh, September 1st, uh, you have the ability to find and share uh, GIFs in your Google chat uh, a little bit easier, which I really like because it kind of streamlines that conversation and makes it a little bit more informal, which I know for me is uh, in the coaching part of my job has been really cool uh, because I can just kick a message to somebody using chat and, um, you know, people can share things. And I, I think it's kind of a neat way to connect. It adds a little more personality to that. Uh, so, that so it's just, it's just peanut butter that it finds. Oh, gifts. You meant gifts. Is that what you meant? <laughs> no, it's gifts. The guy who invented it says that. <laughs> it's gifts. So, <laughs> yes. Thank you, May. Oh, all right. The guy who invented it said that. Okay. As a guy whose last name is Geisen, which starts with a G, it's got to no. be Gifts. It's Adam Geisen. Yeah. Oh, God. That's awful. Um, but that, that is cool. I will say it's so funny because I sent you a GIF slash GIF tonight. GIF. And I, I copied and pasted and it didn't go. It just took one as a picture. I had to download and upload. And so I'm excited yeah. to have that uh, the GIF gif option it might be perhaps because you don't know what a gif is it could be it that could be it as it well um, <laughs> another another pretty awesome uh google update i think is very cool and, and google has done a ton of big updates with calendar and i know for me and i'm sure adam you're the same way 
Uh, if I don't have Google Keep and Google Calendar, I cannot organize my life. And yep. I have so many things on my calendar. And what I really liked is there's a new uh, time insight uh, that will show you kind of an analytical breakdown of how much you're using your time uh, with different people or with different activities uh, throughout the week and throughout your day. So uh, something that where you'll get a chance to see, like based on your working hours, how often are you having certain types of meetings or uh, typically how long are you spending in meetings or what are the people you see the most in there? Uh, just kind of giving you some feedback. And I know as a coach, I really like the option of seeing uh, the people that I'm with, because it kind of shows me, am I spending too much time with, you know, five or six people where I need to spread myself a little bit more. So, uh, and that was updated as of August 30th. So that should oh. be on rapid release, just like the uh, GIFs and or GIFs mm -hmm. updating Google chat. So you should be able to get that as well. Hmm. I actually hadn't heard of that one. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Dropping knowledge bombs. I know. Well, I will say, I do think that, and we've talked about this in other episodes before, the, the changes that Google is making to some of the things that were pretty standard, it, it seems very business forward. Um, and it kind of feels like it's heading that way. The other thing yeah. that's happening with chat is, and I, we mentioned it before, and now it's like actually happening. Rooms is turning into spaces, which right. I believe is like kind of an attempt to get sort of Slack-ish um, where yep. you can organize chat rooms more easily and have, um, you know, easy way to organize files and tasks, which you can already do. But spaces, I think, is going to have more stuff to it. So I don't know. It's it's all interesting changes that are coming down. Yeah. Pipe. And, and, and giving some much needed love, I think, to some of these apps that are. Uh, that, that maybe don't get as updated as fast as docs or slides right. or sheets, right. you know, and uh, just throwing those updates to Jamboard or to chat or to calendar, making them, you know, more efficient. I think that's all, all awesome stuff. Yeah. Well, I did think one other quick thing before you move on. Um, they did also, Google just announced um, the actual hardware that they're starting to sell or they're going to be releasing soon to go along with Meet. Like, it's, again, totally business forward. Sure. Uh, they've, like, re um, repurposed they were kind of like uh, Chrome bases. Do you remember the Chrome bases, the Acers that were almost yeah. like iMacs? Mm -hmm. I love, I had one in my classroom forever and I loved it. It was great. They're kind of repurposing it as a, uh, like as a meeting tool. So it's basically a Google meet thing, which is pretty neat. The other thing that they did is it, uh, made a bigger Jamboard and didn't call it Jamboard anymore. So it's like a 65 inch uh, interactive flat panel that, nice is replacing the 55 inch that was the Jamboard before. And now they've changed the name. So like they've totally taken Jamboard, which was a product first and right. then became an app. The app is now its own thing and the mm -hmm. product is now separated. And I think that that's really insightful and a smart way to go about it. Um, I just thought that was fascinating. I kind of heard about that over the last couple of days. And I think that's kind of, it's, it's good that they're, like you said, the love, to the apps that people are using yeah. that are being developed and continually, you know, new features and things like that. So anyway, yeah. all right, move on. I've said my piece. Is this enough Google love may that we're giving? I, yeah. This is so interesting to me okay. to hear you two talk about it. It's awesome. I love okay. it. Keep it coming. That's good. If we say anything wrong, you can always let us know. Or if you're we like, actually on. I was just in a meeting and that yeah. was totally not the direction. Totally going, right. so. I, I actually just made up the last two things I said. So I was just, <laughs> So, no, totally fact. Totally <laughs> did not happen. Uh, sometimes we share just tech-related uh, mm -hmm. items on here too. And something I thought was really interesting. Uh, I'm a big reader, 
and uh, we do a lot of stuff in our with our local library here in town, a lot of support with that. And one of the things that our library is doing is shifting away from uh, traditional books and going more electronic with that. And uh, so I've had a chance to talk to our librarian because my daughter's there all the time. And uh, I had said to her, you know, it's it's weird to me that when you purchase a book, uh, an, a, an ebook that you have to check it out just like a regular book. Like it's not something we purchase and a bunch of people can just check out. You know, we own the the code to that. Uh, and she was kind of explaining to me the way that these businesses run. And so this uh, article kind of uh, came across uh, and it talks about how books are failing and a lot of bookstores are dying right now. But uh, ebooks and libraries is just like the biggest boom in industry history. So hmm. libraries, they are really? putting a crackdown on how many ebooks you can purchase so you got to purchase different ones every single time so if you want like 10 copies of one book you got to purchase 10 ebooks and uh it's just how libraries are just you know spending money hand over fist to get these it's a really interesting read we'll link it in the show notes but uh, if you have any interest into that stuff because i know uh, i know a lot of a lot of discussion has been about ways we can you know especially post pandemic the ways that we can get kids reading more you know because that's kind of the big link and uh, mm -hmm. the way kids learn and the way they're successful and if you can encourage that reading and i know a lot of teachers have kind of we've talked about ways we can transition to more e-library type situations so just kind of an interesting read about the way that's shifting yeah yeah very interesting i didn't realize it was such a boom i guess it makes sense though you can't get out as much might right. as well just download an ebook. You just get on Zoom and read mm -hmm. a book to your kid in the other room. You never have to leave your room. Yeah, again, awesome. You know? Is that like one? sending Facebook messages to your wife who's upstairs and you're downstairs? And right, right. People it's are me. like, just, just talk to them. <laughs> All right, uh, anyway. I am talking to them. It's like Ready Player One. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, nerdy shout out there. Yep. S speaking of nerdy stuff, what do you uh, got? So one of my things that I think is great, and I do coding and stuff. I'm not like a super web developer, but I've, I do a, a number of projects. And one of the things that I've kind of started to try to get into if I had any extra time mm -hmm. is um, learning how to code video games. And one of those things is uh, kaboom.js is a new uh, like a JavaScript library. And it's it's on replit.com, which is like one of those places that I discovered years and years ago. And it's a great mm -hmm. Uh, website for web development. It's super easy to uh, to just sort of create a an environment for coding in any language, really, and then you can host the stuff right there online. It's fantastic. But anyway, Kaboom.js is a real easy way to to build video games like the old school eight bit Nintendo games, like uh, Zelda and Mario Brothers and uh, and Asteroids and all sorts of cool stuff like that. So it, there's a link in the show notes. I've kind of explored it uh, and messed with it some. You don't need a lot of coding background. Um, very small amount of JavaScript will get you through. It's pretty mm. uh, pretty easy, and so you can just build your own video game. So cool. That is awesome. Um, yeah, and related to that, because I actually was looking at that and then happened upon the story on Twitter um, about a uh, Super Mario mystery box that just showed up in Houston painted on this giant concrete block which i thought was so great and the guy they, they actually interview in the article that's list, that's going to be posted in the show notes they interview the artist and he drives by that 
uh, on his way to work and he keeps seeing these like pieces of construction. And it's funny because you see them all the time. And I don't ever think about it when a construction zone, like is no longer under construction, those pieces of whatever they were working on are just left there like big concrete tubes or whatever. So he painted this and it looks, so it's perfect. It's this pixel art mystery box that just like it would be in uh, super Mario brothers. And I just thought that was it's such a cool, cool. thing. Yeah. It is cool. It's kind of a neat idea and it so, brightens his day. To, to piggyback off of Mario Brothers, I just have to throw this out to anyone who has not done this yet. My daughter just celebrated her ninth birthday, and for her ninth birthday, she wanted Mario Legos. They sell Mario Legos right now. Mario Legos. They are Mario and Luigi. You build your own course, and they use a QR code on Mario and Luigi to scan different activities on the course. They're the best toys I have ever played with. And oh, by really? I have ever played with, I mean my daughter has played with. But... They truly are the coolest things I have ever seen. It's all QR code based. It's amazing. It's somebody came up with like, this is what we want to do with our Legos. And they just figured out the simple way to do it. It's so impressive. I mean, it's sound effects. It's just like making your own game. Really? Yes. So they like, so do you physically play with them? You physically play. And then they, and wow. then they make the noises and stuff. Yes. So like, if you make Mario walk, it's like, I'm going to do a Mario sound effect here. It's like, tuk, 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 tuk. As he walks. Oh, that's, that's exactly that's it. That brings back such memories. If you close yeah, your eyes, you probably town. thought that was Mario. I did. Yeah. It's a me. Nailed it. it <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Classic. Uh, yeah, no, well, so that's interesting. I think it's making a comeback. Um, oh, I don't know yeah. if you guys remember Bloxels. Do you remember Bloxels? Yes. It's it hasn't been quite in the forefront of fun, cool game STEM design stuff They're for awesome, kids. Though. That is such a cool product. So cool. Um, but that was one of those things that sort of got me back into the love of the old 8-bit video games. Uh, okay. So the last thing we've got on our updates, there's been uh, sort of an interesting announcement. And May, feel free to chime in on this one if you, if you want or not. Uh, oh, <laughs> Yeah. So um, the Google Level 1, Level 2 exams have been mm. just in, in such flux over the last, I would say, like two or three years. Um, switching between the two platforms of the testing right. um, and then going back from, from Criterion to um, uh, what Proctor was it? U. Proctor U. Proctor that's U, right. Yeah. And then back Proctor from U. Proctor U back to Criterion. And, um, and so now the change that is the update has been brought forth uh, that the scenario part of the tests will no longer be in there. And they're going to be just multiple choice only uh, for both level one and level two. And, uh, I definitely see this as a um, two-sided. It's like a very polarizing choice. Um, and there's definitely interesting discussions going on in the <laughs> Google Trainer um, chat area. Sure. Um, so anyway, it's just an interesting update. People have their own takes on them. Some very extreme, some kind of like, well, it's test and you got to take multiple choice tests. But yeah, I think on on my end, what I can say, I, I I understand where everyone who expresses their, I guess, discomfort with the changes, I understand where they're coming from. Sure. Um, I also do see from the Google side why we're making certain changes. However, there it's it's really hard because usually I'm really transparent with all of you in the in the trainer community. But there's always times where changes like these they come out of a different team. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, our sure. certification team. And there's just, it's driven by changes that have 
been happening at Google a lot with legal and things that we just can't share up front because I know some of the like the anger was why didn't you tell us earlier and we would if we could because many times we've been transparent but these are things that we couldn't like our hands were just tied so there are more comms coming out and I think you know as if trainers are listening look out for those that's what I can say because I think there's hope for improvement that that's all I can say but it's a really well-crafted message from our legal approval that's going to be sent out so I don't want to say anything more about that at the moment but yeah I, I I understand how people feel well and I feel like there's there's always solid reasons for a change like that you know, I mean, like that, that is a, is such a drastic change that you, you have to say, well, there's obviously some important reason why they're making that switch. Right. It wasn't just out of sheer, oh, I don't, we don't want to grade those anymore, you know, or something right. like that. Yeah. So totally I get think, it. I, and that makes sense. Yeah. I think what's really nice is like in, in talking with both of you and seeing your empathy and understanding, it, it is really nice to when things happen, like it, it makes me feel much more comfortable as well. Like talking to people who just try, I think to empathize with mm-hmm. things or just trying to see from the other perspective, trying to understand why decisions are made because ultimately I think we all share the same goal. We love to support educators. We want the best for our students. So right. it is really nice. So I just in short, I just want to thank you both. Thanks to the trainers who've been very professional and expressing how they feel as well Mm -hmm. and just trying to understand and still, you know, being a part of our community and pushing for Google. And it's I really appreciate that. Well, and I think, too, regardless of what the test looks like, you know, it doesn't doesn't take away from the things that that we've learned, that we've used, that we've shared. You know, I mean, it doesn't change anything. Right. going forward for the people who are already trainers and the people who are already Google certified, you know, level one, level two educators, it's stuff changes. And we got, I mean, my God, this over these last two years, what hasn't changed? You know, I mean, so we, you gotta be a little flexible. Yeah. Well, and one thing I think is I, I, the scenario portion of it, I think has been a little intimidating for some people or, I, or, you know, I've worked with some teachers who it was the opposite. It was the multiple choice they were the most worried about. Right. And, and I think if you can, you know, just by streamlining that a little bit more, it can take some of that anxiety out, which I've already told a couple of my teachers that, hey, look, like you, you should probably do this mm-hmm. now. I feel, you know, I feel like the apprehension that you've had about taking this might not be there if you try it now. And, um, you know, th- I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, right. I, I think that it, as it changes and adapts, you learn from the good things you take those you kind of say okay this wasn't working you do this and you you do the best you can and i think this is actually a really great segue into us talking about you know where the trainers fit in this whole thing because i do actually sort of like the idea that the test now isn't necessarily the end all be all of what leads up to the test because you know we as trainers have always sort of taught to the test and it's funny we just had a conversation about like um about standardized testing and how we hate standardized testing so like what this is doing is actually giving trainers sort of free reign to to train on whatever else they want to train on we don't necessarily have to focus on these specific things um you know these specific things we we know there's going to be a scenario that you know talks about sheets or whatever well now we can 
talk about however we want to talk about sheets and i don't know i just think it's I, it's a good thing i think it's a good change and whatever's coming next is going to be even better so yeah. uh, but anyway let's let's kind of switch gears a little bit sort of because we're still already in that gear um but so may you again took the evening to to chat with us tonight about about kind of your path and where the trainer program is and where it's going so um tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are now yeah for sure. So I, I always like to start off with that. I was born in Taiwan. I feel like that's a very special, unique thing about me. And I love Taiwan. I feel like Absolutely. people who are not from Taiwan don't really get why Taiwanese people love Taiwan, but <laughs> it's just like a, it's this tiny country that's very special. And so I was born there and I grew up there until I was 12. And then I moved here to the Bay area in California. So I've lived here ever since actually, since I was 12 years old. Um, I went to UC Berkeley for my undergrad and I majored in business because that's what Asian Chinese people are required to do. Sure. Um, but I was always really interested in education. So all my life, I love kids. Like my dream was to either be a teacher or a mom or both. That was like ever since I was young. Mm -hmm. um, so I minored in education at Berkeley and then I went to student teach at Berkeley High School for my senior year. And after that experience, I was like, I have to be a teacher. But at that time, because I was graduating, I already had a job lined up. Back then it was, we we had to get a job uh, during the, like the summer before your senior year. I don't know mm. if it, like business-wise, wow. that's kind of how, yeah. So like Jeez. a year in advance or you're like losing yeah. and you might not be able to get a good job. So wow. I was going yeah, to, that's crazy. yeah, I was starting at Intel finance. So Intel Corp mm -hmm. uh, also here in the Bay area. And so I was in finance. So I, I didn't want to, you know, pull back on that offer. So I did it for two years. Um, I didn't, I loved the team, but I didn't like the work at all. So I got I was able to switch by going for Teach for America. I'm sure you two mm -hmm. might have heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, sure. Not to not to go into Teach for America's org that much, but I basically hated Teach for America, but loved the teaching and loved my colleagues, loved the school that I taught at, loved my students. So I had sure. a great teaching experience in San Jose. Um, I taught high school math, and I loved it. And honestly, I feel I felt at the time that I was going to be a teacher for life. Um, but in just realistically and selfishly in calculating, you know, finances with my parents retired already. Um, and I wanted to start a family. I wasn't married at the time, but I wanted to start a family and have kids. It was just unsustainable living here because I didn't want to move out because my parents are mm -hmm. here, um, to have a teaching job. So really selfishly, like that 40 K I was making, you know, maybe 50 K <laughs> the next year sure, was right. just not enough. So, right. Yeah. Sure. I hey, we lost. get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very difficult to leave, though. Um, I think it's just when you have students crying, yeah, when you let them know right. the news and that type of emotional pull, it is hard. But yeah, I think people have to do what they have to do for their priorities. So uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I, I left teaching and I got a job at Google uh, with my business degree. So it was really lucky for me. I went into compensation. So compensation is 
Um, I was actually in charge of people who joined Google. I was the one that says this person got paid this much mon amount of money. So mm -hmm. I had a team that, you know, usually it's like auto automatic. We, we know who gets what, but mm -hmm, right. for special cases, like it escalates up and I managed that process. So it was really intense. As you can imagine, it's very yeah. like VPs are involved, right. you know, SVPs yeah. and it's like very much the top. Um, but yeah, I, personal. I, I, it's yeah. a personal thing. It I mean, is. Like that, and yeah. you work, you sometimes work really closely with recruiters who are, you know, their goal is to get this candidate. So they don't care how much Google pays them. And our goal for conversation is to make everything equitable and fair right. and right. you know sure. within some budget. So there's a lot of tension and that escalates a lot. Like I've oh, been in a I lot bet. of fights and cult like culture clashing and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, so that was really intense, but I, I, I actually enjoy the work, enjoy the team, but I just couldn't sustain, I, I think, seeing myself there for long because I mm -hmm. basically worked all the time whenever there, like someone needed it. I needed to work, even if it was 11 p.m. If my director said, May, I need you to pull this thing together, I needed to do it then. There was no right. on my own time. Right. So I really lucky found an opening in Google for Education. Google for Education, at least I've been on the team for four years now, but before, like when I joined, it really was very not to like hype up Google for Education, but people don't leave Google for Education once right. they're in. So there's really no opening. So a lot of people want to get in the org and they have to wait years, even within Google for one position to open up sure. to get in. Um, I just, I got really lucky that I got in when I was searching and yeah, I've been here since I was in charge of this, uh, this, my baby project, which now is called transformation report. I don't know if some people have heard about it out there. Um, but funny thing was I went on mat leave and my, I had to give, uh, so that's when I had my daughter, Joyelle, I had mm -hmm. to give my uh, project to someone else. And when I came back, they didn't give it back to me. It, <laughs> it was like a whole, yeah, it's a weird thing. Oh, uh, ultimately though, it was awesome for me because I yeah. took over the trainer program and the GEG program. All and right. that is, I like that way more, to be honest, than the sure. finance, the transformation data stuff that I was doing before. Sure. So yeah, I've, I've been, I think now two years in with the trainer program. And I say this to everyone who cares to listen is it's truly the best job for me if I can't be in the classroom. Like there's no other job I would want to have. There's no other job that would allow me to meet educators like yourself and get to hear from you and be part and connect with you too, you know? So, so yeah, that's, yeah, my, that's my journey. That's quite a, yeah, that's awesome. That's quite a, <laughs> that's quite an experience. <laughs> it does sound like the dream job, you know, and that's yeah. you, anytime you're out on Twitter or, you know, any of your social medias, um, you know, the GEG is, is super active. Yeah, the global imagine. GEG now is super it's active. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and these trainers are, it, that's, it's a number that's growing and they're, everybody is such a, such an innovative teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's such a great platform for people to share the cool stuff that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that sounds great. I was going to ask, when did you guys each join the trainer program? Just a quick update. I know so, David was newer, right? Yeah. I think I think I I was two years ago. I think it was 2019. So yeah. I was so, 17, I think. 2017, okay. I think. I'd have to go back and look. <laughs> I don't really remember. What but, made you two want to apply it back then? 
or and now yeah curious um well it was the natural next step after google level one and level two Mm -hmm. because level two all of the um you know the materials as you're training for that is is very trainer coach focused um so it made the it made that decision really easily plus it was what i wanted to do i was still in the classroom at the time um teaching english and wanting to make some kind of switch to technology in some way shape or form and i was given the opportunity to to half-time teach half-time coach tech coach and so the being a trainer just was like well i'm gonna have to do this um you know if the train if the coach the google coaching program had been in existence i'd have done that too but this worked out great um so the timing was good for where my job was going um but it was i mean the stuff that you go through and and some of the examples and what the other people who have become trainers have done and just the connection joining that group i mean my god the information that i've i've gleaned from that group is incredible yeah i i have almost the exact same thing i did so it was like the 2019 summer and uh, we had matt weld who was on this podcast uh matt did a cohort in the little area that we live in and it was all about getting level one certified and it was a two day cohort and it was going to be like you spend seven hours a day kind of learning how to do this and you take your test on the second day and about midway through on the first day he was like hey man you know you probably don't need to stay you should just go take your test he's like i think you'd do fine and i was like i don't know Matt. i I think i need to cover this he's like just try it i think you'll be okay and uh so i got all hyped up to take it and like i had my uh inception soundtrack going on and like my star wars soundtrack <laughs> ready to take right <laughs> headphones on it's your and, psych uh, out music is all nerdy stuff That's yeah well yeah awesome. <laughs> yes and uh and and so i i went to take the test totally was gonna, gonna psych myself out on it and i i i did totally fine uh text matt and told him he's like take the l2 i took the l2 uh, and then I was like, what, what can I do next? And he was like, mm-hmm. we should do the trainer. And so then I applied and was accepted. And um, I initially didn't expect, I mean, I was, I'm, was still teaching sixth grade at the time with no aspirations of doing anything with it because I just figured I would support my school district with that role. And um, COVID hit and then it exploded. And mm-hmm. so it went from like doing, you know, PD on school improvement days within my district to doing that plus also you know, other things outside of it. And so um, it was just that natural progression. And uh, it has been like Adam said, I mean, the resources, if you, if anyone listening to this is considering going the trainer route just purely for the connections and the resources, it's invaluable. I mean, I can't even say how many amazing people I've met and been Mm -hmm. able to connect with and just learn so much from. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love hearing that. So when you took it over, um, we're, was the were they kind of looking for a reorganization or were you kind of they were sort of giving you the reins and saying okay now just take it with what we've done so far or kind of how what was sort of your goal when you took it over yeah really good question i think when the goal honestly i took it over because someone left like when i came back from Mm -hmm. matt leave the person who was doing the trainer program they left and at at that time that was more urgent than the transformation report i was doing and so that's why i was you know put on the job and i think the goal for it at that time really was just continue what has been going on, just like manage the group lightly and um, see, you know, just allow educators to connect with one another. 
I think as soon as I got in and I saw the message boards and our Google group, there was really very little activity. And the activity that was in there, I connected. I because I wanted to learn more about the group, I spent mm -hmm. um, I would say like a month just meeting random trainers, like people who just asked the question. I just reach out to them individually and I say, Hey, I'm new, you know, can you tell me more about the trainer program? And I quickly learned that they basically at least when I joined around that time, they didn't hear a lot from Google and there was not right. really any interactions. That's with the so accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I want to hear about your experiences a little bit too with that transition. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I heard. And so I, because my passion already was to connect more closely with educators, I feel like that's just what I like to do. So I kind of molded my job to be that where I just wanted to bring more value to the group because we had thousands of trainers in the group. But maybe I think at the time I I would not no exaggeration. I feel like there's like 20 people responding that were active. Sure. Right. And I definitely think that that was true, especially because I when I got in it, it was there were quite a few and I remember like touting myself as being like, I'm one of like 1200 trainers in the world. Like that <laughs> number was really low, but like, but you're right. There weren't, and there was nobody international really like that. The international side of it really picked up. I would say maybe a year or so when you started getting a lot of people from like South America and a lot yeah. of people from Europe who started doing it. Um, and that was, I thought that growth was fantastic. Um, and it got to the point where I was like, checking my phone to see every there's like the one thread in the chat room that is like hey introduce yourself so i you know you get that one that now has like 600 replies you know right. and everybody says who they are and so i'd always kind of skim through that and it was just to see now the the number grow but also the diversity of that group grow um was really kind of neat and that was probably about that time because mm -hmm. you, know, you took over a yeah. 18 19 2019 two years of 2019 oh, yeah. 2019 yeah yeah mm -hmm. so that that fits but you're right and i do kind of feel like the trainer program and i don't want to knock what was going on or, or the yeah. people who were running it before um but it was it did sort of seem like here's a whole bunch of resources here's the people who are in it but then like there wasn't a ton of communication from actual google folks mm -hmm. it was kind of like we were sort of feeling stuff out on our own which isn't terrible no. um but you're right when when you did take over there was definitely a shift um i i, be, I was an innovator in 2019 all right mm -hmm. i'm sorry 2018 and that communication because there is a lot of google communication yeah. in that group and that was at the same time it's when it when it started picking up on both sides so it really felt to me because it just happened at the same time yeah. that like now that connection is really happening and we're you know hearing it from the horse's mouth and that like that right. it was a great a great shift for sure yeah honestly i felt like that was a huge gap even thinking so one i felt like we were doing a disservice to the educators who were in it you guys applied right. did all the stuff so that you can learn more and get more from Google to pass it on to educators. Saying so, you guys are doing it so that you can help other educators. So why aren't we doing anything to support you better? So that was, I felt like wasn't fair to you guys, which is why I want to focus on, but it wasn't actually that hard to convince my team why i want to focus on this piece of improvement. You know, right. in talking with folks at Google, at that time, not other 
teams outside of my immediate team don't even know what trainers are. Like everyone's heard of trainers, <laughs> heard of innovators, but like our product yeah. team, for example, never cared to connect with trainers. Yeah. Yeah. Our marketing team, when they had events, they don't reach out to trainers. They reach sure. out to random people. Right. You know, so when I saw that, that was such a shock to me that we have this amazing, inspiring group of educators that our own Googlers don't even know. And it's right. not that they don't right. want to, they just don't know that it's there. So that has been, I feel like, what I'm the most excited about that has changed over the last year and a half, especially, is that now folks at Google turn to anytime they want to talk with educators, they come to me and they're like, can we meet with trainers? And I'm like, of course. And that's, yeah. I think that's a huge mind shift. We had um, just a month ago, we had a new senior engineer director, Andy, who came to join um, our, our team, our Google EDU team. And his first, one of his first priorities, in addition to, you know, learning more about the product strategies for the product is he wanted to hear from educators. So it's really crazy to see how much Google, are, my coworkers and my colleagues have changed their mindset to really valuing the importance of educators like yourselves. And I think, honestly, that's the coolest part to me about managing a group and bring more value to you all in, in that sense. Well, I think you're, uh, the town halls you've been having are a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, those, that was a great meeting to sit and I didn't really have a whole lot to chime into, but I loved listening. Like yeah. some of the, you know, people were like, well, here's what I would love to see in Google classroom going forward. I mean, and that who, why would we not want to know, you know, what the teachers want to see in those products? Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, it is, it's a great resource, but right. especially in this time and right. like over the last, you know, year, like you said, um, this is the time when you got, I mean, Google is pushing out feature after feature and change yep. after change. And I mean, mm -hmm. it is not slowing down. No. Uh, um, so it's good to know that they're listening and heading in a direction that, you know, the users see is the right direction. Yeah. And so. I think just one more point on that too. I think that is also the biggest thing I've seen is the feedback that we're getting from the trainers and innovators and coaches that you guys are submitting or that you've shared in the thread and I've passed on. I do think there's a big shift in that the product team and the UXR team and folks are taking mm -hmm. it seriously. So before they just build products more or less, they, right. yes, they do seek educators voices. But now when I say, Hey, look at this trainer thread of people and what are the gaps? They actually, I have seen it myself where they have shifted priorities in let's say Google meet, you know, when, right. when COVID happened, oh, yeah. Google meet, so many changes. There are some top feature requests that our group especially came up with and they took it, you know? Yeah. And so I see what you guys are doing really influences their decisions and changes. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Well, were you going to say something? Yeah. Well, and I think one of the cool things with that is it, having access that gives you some insight into that too, if you're supporting groups of people. So uh, if you're working as a coach or trainer, or whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. as people come up to you and they say, Hey, can Google docs do this? Or can Jamboard do this? And if it can't, you know, and it's a good idea, it's nice to be able to say, you know, have multiple ways that you can say, Hey, this is an idea that might be worth considering. Mm -hmm. And then actually seeing it take shape, you know, I think that's neat because, um, 
I, I think that, you know, if you can adapt with that, you know, it shows a lot more uh, mm-hmm. success with those tools. And that's definitely something that I know I've really valued being in the trainer community is just kind of seeing those things take shape. So then I can tell someone like when uh, forms got the, uh, the save feature where it would save um, before you submitted. Yeah. And I had a teacher who was like, oh, it's so frustrating. If I got to leave early, I got to close out of this thing. And I was like, oh, well, just wait. Because mm-hmm. it looks yeah. like that's coming. coming. So, yeah. So just very cool. <laughs> So I know that, I mean, you're still in the process of evolving the trainer program, but do you see, what do you see going forward without giving away any secrets? Cause we know. Yeah. We don't want to give away secrets. <laughs> I think we, there's going to yeah. be a lot of, I think there's going to be a lot of changes coming up and it, it, there are things that I, I can't share even if I wanted to, but I mm. think the changes that are coming is going to be really positive for educators. So mm-hmm. wh- what I'm pushing for, especially with the trainers that we have now is I feel like I, I think it will be really cool for us to have just one piece that I want to kind of throw in is I, I think it'll be cool for us to have different passions and expertise within the group. So right now we mm-hmm. have this giant group and everyone shares the same thread and you know Google group isn't really good for different channels and right. different breakout groups and such. Um one hope at least I don't know you know where it's going to be in the next year or so but things that are circulating around at Google is we want to be able to connect more educators who share the same passion. Let's say David and Adam you both really care about um you are experts in google classroom and you really care about reaching mass educators and getting them on google classroom like Mm -hmm. let's connect people who share that similar interest and share resources in those small pockets let's share people who are in the same regions and once COVID is over people can connect live i think those are things that everyone wants I think the biggest thing that educators want, not just from Google, but they want to connect with each other, just like mm-hmm. what you know David was mentioning before. And it's, I think being able to connect with people and sharing the resources is probably bigger than Google giving something because you're getting stuff from other people who are in the same right. work right. as you on the grounds, you know? Yeah. So I think that's a key thing. I know that I'm lucky that the voice that I have at on my team and at Google for EDU is pretty strong. So I know this is a direction I want to take our communities, not just trainers, but GEGs, innovators, coaches, and such all mm-hmm. towards that, where basically we create platforms and environment for folks to connect more, to be able to specialize in certain things and to have even more value out of our group. So not promising anything, but that's kind of my mind and where I want the program to go sure yeah that's that makes a ton of sense yeah you know when and that was one of the things too that when we when we joined you part of the responsibility was to include a resource in this giant list of resources and um to have like small groups of people to be able to if not curate at least organize that stuff because like mm-hmm. you'd have five different google classroom guides and they'd all be dated differently and the information was some of it was new some of it was old but like to have you know just a more consistent um, you know, from from that group and and sort of organization to it sounds even better. That mm-hmm. that would be that'd be great. Yeah, love it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see what comes next. Oh yeah, but regardless, yeah. like you said, I mean, it's all everything's changing right now. So anything, yeah. you know, I mean, I think the direction that that all of this is heading is a is a good direction. Definitely. Um, 
and it's it's been so valuable especially in this situation where the teachers that did not want to do anything technologically were forced yeah. to last year um, right. you know and hopefully they were able to the people who are you know google schools hopefully had some connection to trainers somewhere or <clears throat> somebody who could help them out because it, it is invaluable in a situation like that so right. uh, we are uh just super pumped to have talked to you i know mm -hmm. our time is running low so we do want to yeah. make sure we don't hold you over you got a meeting coming up um but we uh so the last part of our little show um and we would continue talking for hours. So it's a good thing you put a time limit on it. <laughs> Otherwise, it will be two in the morning before we finish. Um, but uh, we love to sort of just chat about the things we're working on right now. What's going on in our lives? So uh, May or Dave, you guys feel free to go go first. Dave, you can go first if you want. You got your stuff written down. Okay. Uh, well, this is the first year that we've really been able to roll out a robust coaching program at our school. Last year was more like piecemeal because it was COVID. And so we were just trying to help everybody all at once. Um, and so like I didn't eat lunch for like three months because, you know, Hey, we're going every which way. And so this year I'm actually strategizing with the plan using the Google coaching, uh, program and, and the different features they have in that. So right now I'm just kind of focusing on that with the teachers that I have, but there is a massive sub shortage right now as well in Illinois. And I think it's yeah, everywhere it's too. And, um, so I also am getting pulled a little bit. So like today I got to be a, uh, uh, kindergarten uh, PE teacher. Then I got to teach, oh, math, fun. teach math in ninth grade and then uh, teach social studies in 11th grade. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> holy uh, cow. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> That's I'm happy the gamut to do for it. sure. I know. Hey, it's all good. I'm happy to see the kids. But I, you know, <laughs> those little things have kind of been keeping me busy. But our big project to roll out this year is uh, we have totally revamped our RTI program. Uh, and how we're supporting kids and closing those learning gaps. And um, that That's seems awesome. to be a 24-7 job right now uh, because I had a plan in my mind of what the beginning, the middle, and the end would look like. And then now I'm just making sure I drag everybody across each of those checkpoints so that it happens. And it is it is working. Uh, it's going well right now, but it's uh, it's hard because we yeah. are dealing with quarantine and all that stuff. So oh, I'm sure. uh, those things, I would say, are keeping me very busy. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. Um, currently, I am working on um, catching up on shows and movies, <laughs> which I say that, but I don't. We're just, you know, as much as I can. Ted Lasso is a great show. Only the Murders best. in the Building on Hulu is fantastic. Fantastic. Clickbait and Netflix was great. And there's like a million movies coming out, so I'm kind of excited about the time to come. Uh, but I'm also in the midst of this giant rebuild um, of the creation part of my gameably gamification platform that I'm building. Uh, I've got some teachers that are working on it and they're sending me ideas and I am trying to build those in. So that's a fun side project. It's been three years since I've been where it's my innovator project wow. uh, and it's still going. It's not, I'm, I'm going to make it be a thing. And it's um, awesome too. It yeah, really we're, is we're awesome. using it for a lot of stuff, but I keep wanting to make it better. But anyway, May, what do you got going on? Well, I'm going to go download that right now after this call. I think that's really you cool. Should. Yeah, you should. Yeah. It's it's web-based. You don't have to download it. Okay. It is, it's very <laughs> cool, though. I'll go explore that right now. Oh, no, I'm really interested. Um, I'm glad I went after you because I'm also working on shows and movies, Adam. Oh, you go. <laughs> Ted Lasso is honestly my favorite show. I was seriously just telling my husband, Casey, the other day. I feel like it's so special. Like, it's it not... Yeah. heavy drama it's very no. heartwarming and it everyone is. is nice it always concludes nicely mm -hmm. and like i feel like sh they don't need anything to make the show you know no. intense or good but somehow no. it's just so good yeah. i i don't know i can go on for a while um, and it's just funny you know it's yeah, it is. Oh. so funny yeah, yeah. it's great um, 
I do want to recommend you to if you haven't seen the movie Coda. Have you guys heard oh, of that? No, movie I have Apple heard TV? of it, but I've not. Yeah, mm. I seriously, it's so without giving anything away. I cried basically like the last half of the movie, laughed the first half, and it's not <laughs> sad. It's 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 touching. Like it's sure. so sweet. Like you guys definitely need to watch. So I'm gonna circle okay. back with you in a month and let okay. me know if you guys yeah. watch that. Definitely for sure. Um, and the last thing, no, I'm just working on that. My daughter has started preschool. I think I shared it with the trainer mm -hmm. group and she's on her fourth week now. Hot she dog. is crying still at drop off, but not the whole day anymore. So for, for <laughs> three weeks, she was crying win. all day. Like she's coming back with her mask soaked where I go uh, like this and water and oh snot no. is dripping oh from the mask. Not God. one mask, but like oh five man. masks in her bag. So they keep switching. And Poor kid. It's, oh. I know. I think my daughter is more similar to my husband than me where she's really sensitive. Uh, you know, she needs more patience and time to warm up. So luckily the school is really good to her and really sweet and yeah. she's adjusting. So that's, we're trying to help her at home as well. I get but, that. My office is directly across the hall from a pre-K room. So I oh, know how really? that, I know how that goes you hear yeah. It. Yeah. all day. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so it's, it's late. We didn't have much to drink tonight. I'm drinking a Welch's strawberry peach water flavor you should try it it's delicious welch's good. strawberry peach wow. yeah look it up it's good wow okay. that's my recommendation for tonight. and it's I'm, good with vodka i'm drinking the finest reverse osmosis water that i have <laughs> in my house so straight out of the straw nice and i'm drinking nothing because i was just telling adam and <laughs> david i'm hiding in, in my closet, closet. <laughs> yeah that i can't move out of so i'm really thirsty so i'm gonna get some water yeah, there soon. you go <laughs> well, May, we are so excited that yeah. you took the uh, the time to to chat with us tonight. This was a great it. conversation. We could have gone so on forever fun. and ever, but yeah. um, you know, like we said, the trainer program has been super important to both of us. So we're we're excited to yep. to let you know that and and tell you to keep up the good work. And yeah, we appreciate and, you. And yeah, thank I you mean, for listening because I know that there are people out there who really really appreciate you guys listening to to the users and what what they're looking for in these products. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks for saying that, both of you. And I, I feel lucky to really just even to connect with the two of you. I think the work that you two and the trainers are doing on behalf of Google for educators are just, it's incredible. So thank you so much for inviting me on and honestly, just being so gracious and kind with your attitude towards me, towards Google and our community. So yeah, I had a lot of hey, fun. Thank you so much. We're all in it together. All <laughs> in. Quote, right. quote the Wildcats. Um, so uh, how can people get uh, get connected with you may um i'm really i have a twitter so it's just may you lead at i don't know okay. i don't use it yeah. i maybe go on it once a week um uh, but otherwise i think i try not to just open my email up to every right. educator sure. so blame you. <laughs> yeah so just uh if you're a trainer you can always reach out to me individually otherwise they can reach yeah. out to you well, and you can connect. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We can do that. Cool. Or just go be a trainer. You can always yeah, apply exactly. to become a trainer. Um, <laughs> and we'll, again, put the links to those websites and things on our show notes, uh, which can be found at edtechdistilled.com. Uh, you can also find us on all of the places that you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, which I should have mm -hmm. listed last. Google Podcasts should have been listed first. <laughs> uh, but we do want to make sure that you give us some reviews and some stars on these places, too, because we want to keep this show going. Uh, look for us on Spotify and Pandora and all those places. You can uh, reach out to us also at Twitter um, at EdTechDistilled. 
Um, and we will definitely get back with you. And if you want to join the conversation, you can do that at edtechdistilled.com slash join as well. May, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Go uh, get on your other meetings and, and good luck to you guys with preschool and all of that great stuff. Thank Anna. you so much. So nice to talk to you, Adam and yep, David. You too. All right. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. We'll have to catch up soon. Yes. Okay. I'll it. talk to you guys later. All righty. Thanks, May. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening.